0: Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you to a bonus episode of the One Peace of Mind podcast. I am your host, Nico White. I hope everybody's doing well. As you know, we don't get a chapter this week. So I just wanted to jump into um, some bonus content. And I wanted to talk about something that came up in chapter 1001. And it was something that Kaido mentioned, and that was Luffy's ceiling. He was looking at Luffy after he got hit with the Red Rock attack, and he saw that it had an effect. And he said something, he said, how high is this guy's ceiling going to be? And when he looked at Luffy, he saw a couple of pirates in silhouette form. He saw Rocks. he saw Shanks, he saw Whitebeard, and he saw, hold on, I wanna make sure I have it right. It was Rocks. it was Roger, Whitebeard, Shanks, and Odin. That's what he saw. And it got me to thinking about something. If that's what Luffy's ceiling could be, I wanted to talk about Kobe and what Kobe's ceiling might be going further further in the story. Now, if you've been listening to One Piece of Mind for a minute, you'll know a couple of things. One, I'm a big fan of certain Marines, GARP in particular, but Kobe is a character that I personally think gets really slept on by the one One piece community. I think he has, I think that's gonna continue until Kobe plays a pivotal role in something soon. But with what I've seen so far, I think Kobe has shown even more battle potential than Luffy. And what I mean by that is, I know we haven't seen Kobe in a lot of straight up fights. I know that. However, Kobe's training In a smaller amount of time, in my opinion, is a lot more impressive than even Luffy's is, in my personal opinion, right? In Chapter 1001, Kaido mentioned something about Luffy that I thought was interesting. He was talking about Luffy's ceiling, right? How strong can Luffy be? Because if you look at it, when Luffy punched Kaido and he saw that it had an effect on him, like it hurt, Kaido had to respect Luffy. And that's something that we saw a lot of in Chapter 1001. The reason I thought that that was interesting was because when he looked at Luffy, he saw, I want to say it was five pirates. I don't know if I was correct in a second. He saw in silhouette behind Luffy, Whitebeard, Roger, Odin, Rox, and Shanks, which set the community on fire. If you're a Shanks fan in one piece, that was that was a really good moment for you. And I'm happy you got that moment. And it led to all these wild theories about who's damaged Kaido before, who hasn't. Why didn't we see Big Mom? Well, one of the reasons you didn't see Big Mom, I think I alluded to in the last podcast. But one of the reasons I don't think you saw Big Mom is because he and Big Mom are allied right now. So that's not something for us to think about. Also, it's confirmed when they meet up that they hadn't seen each other in decades in person. So it's probably been a while since they last fought. So just keep that in mind. And like Big Mom said, she always saw Kaido as something of a little brother. So she probably never tried to hurt Kaido. So those are all things to keep in mind. But I wanted to talk about the ceiling of somebody else in One Piece, somebody who's not a pirate, somebody who started out right around the same time Luffy did, and that's Kobe, right? Because in my opinion, Kobe, if you look at Kobe's trajectory as far as how Kobe started, how he trains, and the results of that training, I believe that Kobe's ceiling might be just as great, if not greater than Luffy's. And here's what I mean by that. When we first meet Kobe, Kobe is not a physical specimen at all. Kobe is is one of those kids where it's like, if he were your little brother, you'd be like, hey, man, go outside before you get fat. Kobe's one of those kids at the start of the series, right? He's a coward, nothing but a dream, but he's too afraid to follow it. After meeting Luffy, he gets inspired, right? He gets inspired by Monkey D. Luffy. Now, as the story progresses, Kobe wants to be a Marine. Kobe, by chance, by fate, but whatever, happens to come under the tutelage of Monkey D. Garp. In the training that Garp gave Kobe, within the span of time, from Kobe training with Garp to when he re-met up with Luffy after Emmy's lobby, Kobe had jumped in power tenfold at least, fam, at least, at the very least. And of course you could say, oh, well, you know, Luffy dominated Kobe." I mean, of course Luffy did, but Luffy's been fighting and training basically his whole life. Luffy has been living the hard knock life his whole life. Remember, Luffy was basically the strongest person in East Blue by the time he left there. He didn't do any special training up until he got up, until he was going against CP, until he was going up against the CP9. So before then, Luffy was just that strong. And Luffy was already born a superhuman with a lineage that is wild. It's Naruto like his lineage. So, I say that to say this. During the two-year time skip, although they haven't fought yet, and I know this is a wild speculation to make, but I'm willing to bet that Kobe is a lot closer in strength, a lot closer in strength to the Monster Trio. And why would I say that? Well, I say that because... Garp is not a slouch when it comes to training, obviously. And I think that Kobe's results will be a lot more impressive than Luffy's results after two years, because I think Kobe is somebody that would have to train every single day and also have to be on the field every single day. Of course, Luffy trained vigorously, but again, Luffy is superhuman. If we found out that Kobe is around the level of somebody like Sanji or closer to someone like Zoro, that would make perfect sense in my mind. Because even when Kobe shows back up in the story, we see the first thing he does is he captures a torpedo from underwater. That goes to show you that his observation hockey is something different. And also notice when it showed up in the story. It shows up in the story after we see Katakuri. It shows up in the story after we confirm what future site is. And it also confirms that Kobe has future site hockey. Okay? Because meppo like he said, didn't even notice the torpedo. Kobe has future site hockey. He might specialize in that. It also stands to reason he would have armament hockey because it would stand to reason that Garp at least has armament hockey. And here's something else to think about. Kobe, for all intents and purposes, is something that we go back and forth about in a chat of mine. But will Kobe have Conqueror's hockey? Does Kobe have Conqueror's hockey? And my speculation on that is this. I think Kobe 100% gets Conqueror's hockey, and I think it makes absolute perfect sense. Even thus far, when you look at Kobe's drive, when you look at what he's trying to accomplish and you look at other people that have accomplished those goals, Sengoku has been confirmed to have color of conquerors, right? He has conquerors hockey. Sengoku is the fleet admiral. Kobe wants to be an admiral in the Marines. Now, the only difference between an admiral and a fleet admiral isn't hockey, all right? Basically, the admirals just have to get the fleet put in front of their name. They get a little extra authority, but it's a difference in authority. It's not so much a difference of power, it would seem. It seems that their power is relative to each other. So I say that to say this, if Kobe wants to be an admiral, and it's already proven that Goku was an admiral, just like, you know, Akainu was an admiral. It would stand the reason that we find out Akainu has conquered Haki. So then by that token, in my opinion, it stands to reason that Kobe will get if he doesn't already have Conqueror's hockey. Conqueror's is shown to be in, a, be in a space where they can knock out the weak with their spirit, right? And we would, and I know people would say, well, why haven't we seen that from Kobe yet? Well, who's to say that you haven't? I think there's 100% room to speculate that it's happened already. I think it happened in Marineford. If Kobe had any type of hockey like Conqueror's, he, I know it's already confirmed that he has color of observation, even back then, right? Even though we didn't know what it was. Here's my speculation for why Kobe could have already awakened Conqueror's hockey. Back Marine Fort, when Akainu was chasing Luffy and Kobe had his epiphany that, yo, we're killing people that don't need to be killed without saving our own people. What are we doing? And he confronts Akainu. He stands in front of Akainu. I want you to think about something. Notice how everybody stops right? Everybody stopped. And sure, there wasn't this huge blue effect on the screen that we saw with with um, Luffy when he released his Conqueror's, right? Nobody passed out. But understand, everybody that would have passed out had already passed out when Luffy released his Conqueror's hockey. Everybody had already passed out that could have passed out from something like that. Garp's reaction 100% could have been, Is that Kobe just to say, wait, is that Kobe stopping the war? But that also could have been Garp noticing something. Who's to say? I know that's complete speculation. That's wild. But if Oda decided to go back into the story and use that moment to say that Kobe has already shown signs of that, I think that would be a valid way to show that Kobe's had that for a long time. But again, that's just my headcanon. But this is a bonus episode. So i could i get to lay back a little bit and just you know chill with my tinfoil hat on anyway we're talking about ceiling so i believe kobe's gonna be in the ranks of people like garp people like aokiji people like Akainu, people like sengoku i think that's where kobe's ceiling lies I think Kobe's going to be the future of the Marines if he survives. Because, look, there's a chance that, you know, we we could lose Kobe. Kobe said over and over that, you know, he's willing to die for his. And a lot of people would bring up in a lot of cases, Kobe isn't the strongest when he says those things. He isn't always the strongest fighter in a situation. But I honestly believe that Kobe's ceiling is right up there with Luffy's ceiling. And with the way Kobe trains and how every time we see Kobe in a really short amount of time, he improves almost just as much, if not more, in my opinion, than Luffy Than Luffy did. So, yeah, I think Kobe's ceiling, he'll be as, as powerful as the top Marines that we've already seen right now. I'm talking about as powerful as Garp, as powerful as Sengoku, as powerful as Akainu, Aokiji, so on and so forth. Will he ever get a devil fruit? I actually don't want Kobe to get a devil fruit. Oh, and just a strength feat. Him knocking that torpedo out of the water, basically carrying it and moving it underwater, is definitely a strength feat. I don't know how high it is up on the um, Ritta scale, but it's a strength feat for young Kobe. So give him his credit, and I hope we see more Kobe moving forward in the story. Definitely. Here's something else I wanted to bring up. When I consider how much how much progress people like Colby and Meppo have made in the Marines, I know Luffy is strong now. I think Luffy would have been a much bigger beast if he would have become a Marine. That's one gripe I do have. I think Luffy and Ace, if they were allowed to become marines, I'm almost positive they would have been trained by Garp. I know it would have been a, I know it would be a completely different story, but the characters I don't think would be any different in nature. There's a lot of Straw Hats that I can see still joining, uh, I know it wouldn't be the Straw Hats, they'd be like a division in the marines, but There's a good amount of them that I can still see joining. Uh, But anyway, I'm not here to speculate that. I'm here to speculate that Luffy, if he was a Marine, his ceiling would be much, 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 much greater than it is, even with him being pirates, even with him being a pirate, even with the power that he's going to have as Pirate King. If I use Kobe and Helmepo as examples of what Garp's training can do, that is something different. Cause hell, Meppo, I don't care what you say is not a superhuman. Okay, his dad was basically destroyed by Captain Kuro, all right, and then Captain Kuro implanted a fake memory in his brain via Django or somebody like that. Imagine if Luffy, <laughs> instead of training with Raleigh, trained with his grandpa, with a Marine schedule and regimented training. And would have had the same type of results that Kobe's had in that short amount of time. It's wild to even think about. In my opinion, I think for Luffy's power scaling, if he would have been a Marine, he would be nasty right now. And he's already nasty. So I just wanted to pop in and talk about ceilings. And um, I want to state that I think Kobe's going to be top five of the series if he survives. And when I say top five, I'm Right up wherever Luffy is, Kobe's gonna be right there. I'm staking I'm staking my claim on it right now. I'm staking my claim on it right now. Also, I'm staking my claim on this too. Usopp doesn't get any credit for strength at all in the series. And I think, because I've I've been re-watching the series a little bit, just to you know, the anime to kill time and this craziness. And I re-watched the fight. Against the Arlong pirates, right? And we give Usopp a lot of shit for running away in fights. And I think we always forget that Usopp kinda has to run away because of his fighting, because of his fighting style, he's a sniper. The one thing Usopp he needs distance. So I think that's something that we all have to keep in mind because I noticed we were all calling him a coward a lot before running away. And I think Usopp's cowardly moment was really when he was down to let the fisherman, I think his name was Chu. When he was down and let you just walk away acting like he had got hit by an attack, right? And that was the moment of cowardice. But him initially running away, that is strategy. He has to do that because people, he is a sniper, okay? One day he'll be the king of the snipers, but that day is not here yet. And Soga King and Usopp are not the same as we all know. So again, I just wanted to pop in and talk about ceilings. Who else has an interesting ceiling in One Piece? I think Nami's ceiling is um, crazy, especially because everybody seems to assume that only Robin is going to get kidnapped. You might want to think about Nami, fam. Arlong wanted Nami for a reason, and I wonder what's going to happen with Arlong. I wonder if he's going to stay in prison or I wonder if he's going to break out because Arlong is one of those people that I can definitely see joining the Fishman Pirates. Now, I said the Fishman Pirates, excuse me, because if he comes back, And Blackbeard, for some reason, needs Robin. And to be honest, I don't know if it's going to be Blackbeard that needs Robin, because there's a part of me that thinks that that Blackbeard might already be an archaeologist himself. So who's to say that they need Robin? What if they don't have the best navigator? And Arlong would know that NAMI is the navigator to have. You got to think about these things. And Arlong isn't the type of person that I see getting a redemption arc. And you would say, well, how, how, how would you even see Arlong rejoin? How would you even see Arlong joining the Blackbeard Pirates? Arlong is scum, and Blackbeard likes scum. We never thought we would see Moria again in any capacity, fam. So I think Nami's one to worry about. Hmm. Damn, I kind of shopped myself with that one. Because Nami's ceiling is dangerous. She's a weather mistress, bro. She's basically storm. Her knowledge of Wadaria and all that stuff, that's really, really dangerous. And it's something that Blackbeard would definitely exploit. And him having characters on his ship, like Katharina Davon, who likes to exploit or cut the faces off of beautiful women. I mean, I know we worry about Robin, but we might want to worry about Nami. Because her ceiling is dangerous. That map of the world is dangerous. Her and Robin, we don't even talk about how Let's talk about the danger ceiling of the straw hat pirates if you're the world government, because we know the straw hats. We know the straw hats. But if you're the world government, you know pirates. So let's talk about that ceiling. Imagine knowing that just lineage alone, just lineage alone, the captain of this crew has a direct bloodline relationship to the hero of the Marines. Somebody who the celestial dragons already can't do anything about. Somebody the say already can't do anything about. Then on top of that, that person has a son that is the biggest criminal and the biggest direct threat to your rule. Then on top of that, this young pirate who has a crew of somebody who unbeknownst to you is the best, or can draw a map of the world. Nami's the best at navigation. If not, not, I haven't met the navigator better. And she's on the same group as Robin, on the same group as the man who knows how to rebuild the fucking Pluton. Dog. Imagine if you're the world government, Luffy's group, is a threat, you have to take them out. You have to. If you were a government body, you almost have to take them out. You can't let them go unchecked, right? How dangerous are the straw hat pirates? Imagine if they do have a doctor like Chopper and Chopper does become what he says he's gonna become, and he can cure any single disease. Then, the white lead disease and all that, imagine, imagine how little money you can make off of, um how, how little money you can make now when you can't spend money on medicine anymore. Cause you know, Chopper gonna give it away for free. <laughs> imagine how dangerous somebody like Sanji is. Cause one thing that Sanji did say is that he's the most dangerous person on the crew and the speculation, the speculation That the all blue is a thing that we can only see if you destroy the red line? When you think about it, if that's the case, Sanji is definitely the most dangerous person on Straw Hat Pirates, like he told Kuma back in Thriller Bark. Because directly, his dream would be responsible for the biggest amount of destruction on the planet if it if it involves blowing up the red line, if that happens to be true. Now, of course, that's just community speculation. But again, if that happens to be true, that would be it now that's not counting that's not even counting if momonosuke happens to go along with the straw hat pirates and what he would know if he gets odin's log or the fact that he's the kid meet luffy again i know that people don't want to hear shanks's evil theories and shanks doesn't have to be evil again we're talking about the we're talking about the world right now so talking about the world if shanks is in the balance luffy can throw the whole scale off if he hasn't already now shanks told luffy to return this hat to me when you become a great pirate that means nothing if you ask me because Luffy can become a great pirate in many different ways. That means many different things. Shanks said Shanks is confirmed to be making his move this year. And I just wonder what would be a better move? Because if we find out that the pirate that Shanks was talking about wasn't Blackbeard, but it was Luffy, that would be great. That he could still go on to fight Blackbeard and die like some people want so bad, but I would feel better if he went to talk about Luffy I don't want Shanks to be that just, I don't know, there's a part of me that doesn't want Shanks to be that just clean, good guy. I don't want him to be that. I want there to be something there. I want there to be something a little devious there, but we'll see. As far as ceilings are concerned though, I think the Straw Hat Pirates have the ceiling to be the most dangerous crew ever, because already, if I'm just thinking if I was playing chess or if I was a government body, like historically, Woo we. And I'm an I'm an American, knowing what our government does the oh man, oh man, woo we ah boy. So ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to throw this little bonus episode out there. And I'll have more stuff coming to you soon. I'm not in the studio, of course. I'm at home right now because of all the craziness. So if you hear a little a little bit of my life in the background, I hope you can understand and I hope it's not too jarring for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode my name is nico white you can follow me on instagram at nico white 93 that's at nekowhite 93. the one peace of mind podcast does have a youtube channel you can look that up and ladies and gentlemen please join the conversation like the podcast if you like the podcast share the podcast if you like to share it i'm not going to force you to do any of that but if you leave five stars in the comment that would mean a lot and help grow the podcast i'm gonna try to get this thing on reddit and start sharing it a lot more But thank you, thank you, thank you to those of you that support so far. My name is Nico White. This is One Piece of Mind podcast on the Pinch Recording Networks, and I'm signing off.